Faith, Hope and Love, episode 311, the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. In this weekend's readings, we're reminded that our Lord is a wonderful shepherd and that Jesus had compassion on the people because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he set about teaching them at great length. Jesus' compassionate reaction to the crowd was because, although he wasn't denying his needs, he knew them too well, and he knew his disciples' needs too, for rest, prayer and reflection. But when he came across the crowds, he recognised their needs as also important. That's such an important key point. All of these needs are important, no doubt, and denying one over the other is not the solution, but finding a way to meet all of them as best one can. This is Faith, Hope and Love. See, I have God for my help. The Lord sustains my soul. I will sacrifice to you with willing heart and praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, and may our Lord's care and compassion welcome us all together as we take time to reflect upon the meaning of God's word and sacrament for our everyday lives. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, let us first recall our sins and acknowledge them in silence. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, have 
Let us pray that we will keep God's commands with a loving heart. Show favour, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me, to revive my drooping spirit. He guides me along the right path, he is true to his name. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. You are there with your crook and your staff, with these you give me comfort. You have prepared a banquet for me in the sight of my foes, my head you have anointed with oil, my cup is overflowing. Surely goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell for ever and ever. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both Jews and Gentiles into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, thus making peace and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So Christ Jesus came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. My sheep listen to my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The apostles returned from their mission. They gathered around Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognised them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. The Gospel of the Lord There's a beautiful line in the second reading today that one could spend a whole week or a whole lifetime contemplating the meaning of it. Jesus is our peace. He who made both one and broke down the dividing wall through his flesh, abolishing the law with its commandments and legal claims, that he might create in himself one new person in place of the two, thus 
establishing peace. This is really fascinating. So peace is not just a state of mind or body. And reconciliation and forgiveness is not just something we do or do not do. Peace is actually a person. Forgiveness is a person. And that person is Christ, who is the Lord of peace and the Prince of mercy. The writer and poet Alice Camille tells of an incident in her life that brought this kind of personal dimension of peace home to her. She says, There was no way I was going to speak to that guy who offended me ever again. No way. I repeated this mantra several times to fortify my resolve. I was outraged. I was hurting. As I rehearsed for the twentieth time the righteousness of my position against my enemy who had offended me, then I remembered peace wasn't something that was mine to give or deny. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is the way of peace. Unity with him is unity with peace and reconciliation. To withhold reconciliation is to withhold Christ and what Christ can do. The balance between reflection and action, prayer and good works, work and rest, comes into focus in this weekend's Gospel. It's often hard to get that balance right in our lives. So many demands of our time, many good projects that can be called on us. And so the balance of work, rest, prayer, action is quite challenging. Our Lord knew this balance was difficult, and he responded and was flexible and even changed his plans when situations unexpectedly arose. But at the same time, there's a deep sense about Jesus that he kept the balance within his heart and was able to be peaceful and loving in his response, despite the many demands. Jesus knew the benefit of taking some time to get away from it all and revive, to rest, pray, and have time to nourish ourselves in body, spirit, and mind. He showed that care for himself and his disciples was important, even in the midst of the heavy demands of his ministry, whilst facing crushing needs of countless people who came to see him, hear him, and to touch him. Their need was so great. Among the natural benefits of taking time out is renewal and physical and spiritual recuperation. There's also the valuable chance to stop, take a breath, And look where we are. Look where we're heading and what we're trying to achieve. If we constantly respond only to the urgent, we may miss getting a chance to weigh up whether it's also important. This was something that came as a bit of a shock and a revelation to me, that something can be urgent but not necessarily important. And that's a wonderful insight. Some of the most important things in life may not present themselves to us as urgent, But if neglected, these needs could cause major difficulties and even cause us to lose sight of the things that really matter. Also, we believe that our God can be encountered in the silence and the stillness, so we must make time for that silence and stillness. I'm impressed by the quote from St. Teresa, which says, Settle yourself in solitude, and you will come upon him in yourself. Another really striking thing about today's gospel passage is that although Jesus knew he needed to get away from it all and give himself and his disciples time to eat, to rest and to pray, and to gain renewal and focus, with this in mind, his attitude towards the needy crowds 
when he saw them is important and inspiring. He gets to the place where he's heading for a well-deserved rest, only to find the crowds have found their way here too. We could be forgiven in some way if in exasperation we reacted in a similar situation by saying, oh please, give me a break. Go away, I'm tired. I'm too tired to do anything. Leave me alone. But of course, our Lord's reaction is not that. Our Lord's reaction is the same as what many parents and carers would also do when they're faced with the all-too-real needs of their beloved. It's a response of love, of deep compassion and inclusion. Christ understands them. He knew their needs and he could see into their hearts. He did not see the crowds as if they were nothing to do with him. They were never just people he spoke to and taught and then switched off. They had a connection to him and he to them. These needy people, these crowds, were not disconnected from him. He identified himself with the people. He was like a parent to a child, like a spouse to their beloved. This was not a case of them and us when it came to relating to the crowd. Christ's attitude to his ministry wasn't like the proverbial shop assistant who would say, this job would be really good if it wasn't for all these customers. No, Jesus was fully immersed in what he was on about. Jesus' compassionate reaction to the crowd was because, although he wasn't denying his needs, he knew them too well, and he knew his disciples' needs too for rest, prayer and reflection. But when he came across the crowds, he recognised their needs as also important. That's such an important key point. All of these needs are important, no doubt, and denying one over the other is not the solution but finding a way to meet all of them as best one can. So for our Lord, it was always a case of not them and us, but us and us. His needs and the needs of his disciples were as important as the needs of the crowds, and the crowds' needs were as real and important to him as his own. He kept that in his mind, and more importantly, in his heart. And his response reflected that. He solved the slightly conflicting needs, equally important, by responding in compassion to the lost and desperate needs of those he encountered. And I'm sure after that, he went off and gave himself and his disciples the space they needed afterwards. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We now offer our prayers up to God for our needs and the needs of the community. We particularly pray for all who are suffering in this pandemic, those who are ill, those who are caring for the ill, and those who are affected in any way by this pandemic and the closures. Our shepherd teaches us to ask for help in our needs, with confidence, we pray. 
for bishops, priests, deacons and all ministers of the church. Lord, hear us. For politicians, public servants and all who work in the government of our nation. Lord, hear us. For parents, children and the strengthening of family life. Lord, hear us. For the sick and those who care for them. Lord, hear us. For the homeless, the poor, the neglected and the dead especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Loving God, we ask you to hear the prayers of your people. Often confused and looking for guidance, we direct our prayer through Christ the Good Shepherd, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who in the one perfect sacrifice brought to completion varied offerings of the law, accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants, and make it holy as you blessed the gifts of Abel, so that what each has offered to the honour of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. 
for we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity, and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence for ever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, 
with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments, and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Lord, the gracious, the merciful, has made a memorial of his wonders. He gives food to those who fear him. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. 
Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone and I hope you have a grace-filled and compassion-filled week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.
Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it be This day I will